Hey everybody, this is Neil Amani, and this is Tremors from the Heart. We're gonna have another Yogi's Chat today, number two. I'm with... Dhruva. And... And Nima, as usual. Welcome, guys. What are we talking about today? Well, I'm kind of keen to talk about uh, that exchange we just had. So, Dhruva just came to my house and saw my altar. He was looking at my altar, and I said, uh, I, I'm looking forward, you know, as soon as you're ready, you let me know. And... Uh, and I'll help you dive into the deep end. The and deep like, end meaning? Meaning like, you know, get absorbed in deity worship. Yeah. And learn how to do it and, mm-hmm. and, and, and make it part of your life. Make it your life, right? Right. So, Joe, Drew was, remark was, oh, I'm, I'm not ready. I'm no, I said I'm too dirty and, too dirty, and yeah. irregulated. And irregulated, right? Um, which, uh, so now you're going to so, give me a shellacking. Let's go for well, it. Well, not a shellacking, but... <laughs> We'll have, um, we'll start with, uh, well, the best way, the way, the way I see this, the, the easiest way to, to, for me to, is to, we talk about the story of Sudama Brahmana. Mm. Okay. Sudama Brahmana was Krishna's friend. They went to school together. Right? And in school, it's like a reverse of the story of Draupada and Drona. Draupada, Draupada and Drona had the same past time where they went to school together. They said, oh, we'll be friends forever. Mm. And then when... When called upon. When called upon, Dronacharya had the same situation that's going to happen with Sudama Rama. His child, he's so poor, his child's being bullied, so on and so forth. And then he went to Draupada for help. And Draupada was like, ah, you're just a... I, I'm a king, we were kids, it doesn't count. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big man and you're just a little poor Brahmana. What are you doing? Come here, asking me for money. Right, that's how this whole feud ends up starting between. Uh, is it, it becomes a huge, impelling force in Mahabharat, because uh, then um, uh, Dronacharya asks for his dakshin from the Pandavas that they would go and basically humiliate Draupada. They yeah. steal his kingdom, mm. and they did. They took it from him. Like five boys went and took it from him, and then Dronacharya said they gave it to him. Uh, he said, all right, we've sacked the city. The city's yours, right? Our doctrine is fulfilled. So then Dronachar said, ah, I remember our friendship, so I'll give you back half of your <laughs> Right? So that started a feud, and then later on, uh, Dropada did the yagya. He said, I want to have a a son who will kill him. Kill, Dr- kill Drona. Kill Drona. Hmm. From the fire came, um, his name? Drupad. No, no, no. no. It's Dropadi and the boy's name is... Shoot, I don't remember. I can't believe I can't remember his name right now. Anyway, go back to Sudama Brahmana. Sudama Brahmana. Anyway, so it's a reverse of that story. So Sudama Brahmana, Krishna and Sudama are friends. And they said, we'll always be friends if you ever need me, come find me, right? So then Sudama, he's later in his life, and he's married, and he's very poor. He's a poor, poor Brahmana. And... His wife is always saying, you should go and talk to Krishna. He, 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 he's your friend, you know. He'll help you out. And Sudama's like, oh, I can't. I'm, I, I, I'm so embarrassed. Like, look at me. I, I can't go to Krishna. I've got nothing. I, I wouldn't have a, any, anything to give him. Mm. Right? Friends, you don't just go there and ask for something. You have to give him something. You have to, you know, like friends means exchanging gifts. Right? Mm. Friends means... It's exchanging gifts. It's mutually, right? It's not a, it's not a, it's a, it's not a taking thing. Like for example, in Krishna Leela, you have Vatsasura, 
That's a sewer is the calf that comes in, the demon comes in the form of the calf. I don't want to go on a tangent. You're just digressing. No, that's how it goes, <laughs> right? So, so Vatsasura, uh, he takes the form of the calf and he, and he enters into the herd with the, with the Krishna and the coward boys. And his, his, his idea is that he has to sneak in there and, and then when Krishna is not um, you know, paying attention to what, you know, to attack Krishna. But Krishna and Balaram notice the calf. So they go about their business and then eventually Krishna takes the opportunity to grab that calf by the tail, fling him around and kill him. Right? So the Vatsa, calf was a demon. The calf was a demon, right? So Vatsa, it, it um, in Bhakti no Thakur describes it representing greed. And if you think about it a little deeper, you can see how that is. Vatsa comes from Vatsalya, so like the, the child, the calf, literally sucking, is drinking the milk of the mother, but the mother is getting nothing from the, from the, the calf. It's just a, it's a one-way street, right? Mm -hmm. Take, take, take. And so he's like... Um, uh, a, a materialistic friend, like you know, when people get real famous and they have an entourage, or they get real rich, real, and then all of a sudden you get all these like leechy people that yeah. come on and even and, even in Mulumbai, if you got a if you got uh, if your if your money's come in, yeah, and, you know, all of got, a sudden you've got you got all those friends, yeah, you have some friends yeah. for a little while until it runs out, yeah, and then boom, yeah, right. So that's butsa. So Sudama said, I don't want to be like that. I feel embarrassed. I don't have any. I I, I really. So then one day, sure. uh, finally, the things the boy, are too dire. So dire, the boy. Um, he's a man now. He's a man, yeah. No, no, what I'm saying, his son. His son, yeah. I don't remember if he's a bully or if it's. Because like, those two stories are so similar. They're, they're basically starving. He's and and starving. I don't know, because Ashwatthama has the same experience where they, they, give him, they give him chalk and, and water and they tell him it's milk. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, then, and then he comes home and said, oh, I had milk. And the mother is so devastated because they're so poor. They can't even, the boy has never had milk. Yeah. Right? So it was something along those lines. Mm. And so the wife said, please. And so Sudam said, oh, I have to go to Krishna. I have to. Right? And all he had was burnt chipped rice. That's everything he had. So he took a handful of the burnt chipped rice and put it in a little packet and he put it on his back. And then he went. Right? And when he got there and his scrappy clothes or whatever it was mm. Krishna didn't he didn't phase him at all Krishna was so happy to see him right oh Sudama it's been so long oh gave him a hug put him on the on Krishna's own seat right kind of washed his feet mm. right so then Sudama had the little packet and he didn't want to give it he's embarrassed he didn't want to but Krishna said oh you have something for me I know you have so then Sudam said, ah, oh, well, here you go, Krishna. And so that didn't even have. No, no, he resists. And yeah. then Krishna snatches Krishna it. Krishna snatches it, actually. Krishna snatches it. He's right? like, no, no, I see it. He grabs it. Yeah, from and him. then he takes it and he takes three bites, three grains of, of or two. Two. And, then, wouldn't and then Rukmini stops him from taking Because he's third. going into such bog. Krishna mm -hmm. says going into such ecstasy from eating the, the rice mm -hmm. that Rukmini has to grab the other piece so that he won't go full blast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sudama literally means... The perfect gift or the perfect giver. Sudama. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because it was everything oh, you yeah. had. Of course. <laughs> you give all you have. You give what you have, yeah. right? You give what you yeah. have. Yeah. So, in the in the context of devotees, I yeah. feel like there is this yeah. tendency. It's like we, everyone wants to say, oh, someday I'll be pure and then I could approach Krishna. Mm. Right? Someday 
Like, I've been worshiping Shalagrav now for, like, almost mm-hmm. 18 years. Actually, 18 years. Wow. Um, long time. Yeah, it's a long time. Anyway. Um, and the most common thing I hear when I say, oh, would you like to do... People go, oh, I'm, I'm not pure enough. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I... Right? And and it, no no like no um no uh, judgment. I'm not trying to judge them in any way, mm-hmm. but I always feel like it's one of these like, well, mm. when will you be pure? Yeah. When will you will that day ever come? Yeah. I and if the day the truth never now. comes, <laughs> there was right? an inconsistency in right? my, my language and my being. Yeah. Right. So if if the day never comes, then <laughs> right. And 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 so in the example of Sudama was this, well, you give what you have. Mm. And that's the best gift that you can give. Mm. Right? You give what you have. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. The, the, and, and that's, that's perfect. The, that's, be, you know, the thing is, like, Prabhupada was making that point. There's one really nice, beautiful, short clip someone made where it's a, an excerpt from a class and Prabhupada is describing, you know, the fact that Krishna doesn't need anything you know krishna's not krishna owns everything already everything's already his everything's already him it's like so unnecessary for anybody to actually give him anything but that the act of trying to do so is very endearing there's an act of sincerely saying you know Prabhupada actually breaks into tears he's talking about how don't be puffed up with krishna thinking your offering is so great or so amazing but actually, you should cry, like, please, Krishna, I am nothing. I have no good qualities. But if you'd kindly accept this little offering, this little thing that I have, whatever it is, ki- kindly, kindly accept it. He says, kindly, sir, please kindly accept it. He calls Krishna, sir. And mm-hmm. so Prabhupada's crying when he's saying this, you know, because you know, the reality is, is like, you could be the purest. You could be of the best conduct. You could have the best sarachara. You could be just paka, paka, paka. And factually have no love for Krishna. Because what you have love for is purity. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's the thing Krishna says about Vaidhi Bhakti. And the Goswamis write this about Vaidhi Bhakti. Vaidhi Bhakti takes millions of lifetimes become eligible for Vaikuntha. There's a slow, gradual elevation of life forms, you know, and one lifetime of being a Vaidhi-bhakta, you will next lifetime be a higher being of Vaidhi-bhakta. And you just keep growing in that Vaidhi till the point where you can sit, you know, at the feet of Narayan and you just, you have it, you're, you're perfectly established in that awe and reverence that you don't make a single mistake you never step out of bounds you don't do anything wrong ever you're just perfect but that requires this awe and reverence right but krishna is only actually he's only actually motivated by ragmar like he does not accept worship accept worship via Vaidhi Bhakti at all. Prabhupada writes this in a purport. He says that when we worship the deity of Radha and Krishna via the method of Vaidhi, we are actually worshiping Lakshmi Narayan. Mm. Yeah. And so this also comes to a point of like when you come to a place where you are become a little bit more 
So like the first stage is like you gotta you gotta realize that you're our soul. You gotta actually perceive and realize that you you are the soul, right? Then then you're gonna realize that there's this giant massive reality that is so independent of you, this soul that is so greater than you that you have to bow to it. That it's so vast, so so immense that you have to bow to it. So then you're like, okay, God's real too, right? But then it comes to a point where you have to decide how you're going to interact with that being, whether you're going to maintain the awe and reverence, or you're going to go, no, no, this is too much. Like what Arjuna said to Krishna, like, you're showing me this virat, it's too much, calm it down. Then he shows him the forearm for him, and he's still like, nah, nah, don't want this. Take away those arms, just give me my friend back. Right? Then Arjuna interacts with Krishna back to normal. We're friends. We've always been friends. We're friends. And this is held by Yogamaya. But that actually allows you to be a human being again. You can interact with Krishna and still have fall flaws. Mm. You can be a human being again. Mm. You don't have to be Superman anymore. You can just be a human. Yeah. Just yeah. like Krishna. Because that's the game Krishna's playing. Mm. So, you know, when it comes to deity worship and how, like, what stage you should do this at, right? I mean... If I'm going to be honest about this, you should do that as soon as you want to. That's my opinion. But you should also do that in accordance with your guru's instructions. But at the same time, if your guru is not pushing you to serve Krishna, if he's not pushing you in to serve Krishna, I'm like, question that. Question that. The whole point, you know, Indra was engaging me in temple deity worship. I didn't even, I'm 14 years old. I didn't even have diksha. I had upanayanam. I, I just allowed myself to be in the right place at the right time. And, and Indra knew that and he didn't care. He just, oh, come here, serve me this, give me that. I saw you, you know, he said to me, I saw you were eager and I wanted to engage you. To me, that's how your spiritual master, that's the real spiritual master. Yeah, he saw you were eager though. Yeah, I don't have the eagerness. And that's the truth of the matter. I uh, I said I'm unclean and irregulated, but I was trying to get credits for that which I don't have. Yeah, you see? You see the, the, the cheating there? Yeah. You're like, uh, I'm dirty I, I'm dirty and irregulated, but actually I have no desire. I'm just not, not interested. But, mm. but, but if I say I'm dirty and irregulated, then I still, it's kind of like, oh, he's so humble, you know, like he's such a cool dude, you know? But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to have desire for something that is conceptually out of reach. Yes. Mm. Yeah, or just mm. not not looking. <laughs> no, but it's the same thing. Mm. Yeah. So, or... like, I mean, like, you know, for a person who's never done deity worship, you know, it just seems like um, it. It doesn't even seem like anything. It's just like a lot of stuff happening. It's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of instruments, and there's a lot of waving and this and that, and there's you know there's seemingly a billion rules, and it's intimidating. It's a vast thing, and it's just like uh, I don't know what that is, and just let that be, and I'll keep myself simple, and for my pleasure, I'll just retain to chanting, mm. right? But you know. Our process as Vaishnavs is to, you know, engage in loving devotional service. Deity worship is more of a man 
is so it's a mandatory Mm. it's factually i mean not necessarily temple worship but it's like shalagram or giraj or or gornikai or it is so paramount that you actually begin to live your life in such a flow where you're actually taking care of your ishtadeva you have a relationship with your ishtadeva why don't you feed him why don't you put him to sleep at night why don't you wake him up in the morning he's your ishta he's with you always why aren't you serving him if you're chanting his names and you're not serving him isn't it just lip service Oh, Krishna, please engage me in your service. No, I don't want to do that. So I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't argue with you guys. You know, you, you guys are right. Yeah. I'm not trying to, I'm not actually, I'm not uh, directing my, my, my discussion towards you personally. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking no, about the oh. mentality that sort of, I've seen, I've, like Nima said, like there are, there have been many times where you know, I, I meet people or I have friends and I will ask the question of like, oh, do you want to, do you, are you like, are you interested in doing reading worship? Do you like reading reading worship? And they say, oh, no, I'm not qualified or, mm. oh, no, I'm not ready or, oh, no, I make too many offenses or all the same, same sort of mm-hmm. precautions, right? And I find that slightly disappointing when I hear that because it's, it, it to me it reflects a certain lack of appreciation for the simplicity of interacting with Krishna on a daily basis in a personal way and that's what the arch of has actually manifested for he's manifested to become capable of being taken care of in the most humble of abodes he's manifested himself in the most humble form a little rock so that we can humbly engage in a humble service to him. Like with whatever, all you need with a shalagram is a little bit of water and a little bit of Tulsi. And if you don't have Tulsi, you can literally use a Tulsi stick. Like that's all you actually need. So when someone says, I'm not capable or I'm not prepared, or I, it's, I just say, oh, you haven't even inquired. Well, and that's not that surprising in a sense, like, like obviously, like you don't, it's hard to put a face, like a, it's, it's out of sight of your concept. And it's not that surprising. And what I would usually say is, you got to give it a go. Mm. Yeah, we can we can dig in a little bit on this outside of the concept uh, statement, because the way the way I am looking at it, yeah. currently is I see there's different approaches. Like, so it's not that I don't have a conception of what yeah. deity worship is. Uh, it's not that I don't believe that it's valid or useful or has utility yeah it's just not a part of my it's not a strong part of my i have i have simple worship in my house very simple yeah yeah um but it's nowhere near as deep as what's being expressed by yourselves and by many other uh, vaishnavas around the world but yeah it's not that i don't have the conception of it it's just i have it i utilize other aspects i can't argue that these other aspects are more important because i when i see you two what you two brothers I know you have strong uh, attachment to deity worship, but you also have very strong, uh, you utilize Gyan a lot as well. So that's why I can't say to you, oh, well, you know. I feel like for me, my, for myself personally, that at the end of the day, Gyan is, is said, Gyan has to, the fruit of Gyan is Bhakti. Right? If Gyan doesn't lead to Bhakti, 
what was the point? And and bhakti is not just sentiment. Yeah, bhakti, bhakti is, is engaged devotional. It's right. a- engaging in activities so, which please the senses of Krishna. So it's so it's weird. like you massage him. You're also like making it real externally. Yes. In the world. Yeah. Yes. You're actually acting on see, it. See, so see the thing a, is that that when you worship the deity in time, it becomes very, 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 very real. Right? Um, the relationship becomes very solid, very tangible, without getting into anything too... Sure. Right? Um, and, uh, and his personality, you begin to know him. Has a personality. You'll see who, whoever interacts with him, his likes and dislikes will start to recede and manifest because they'll do, they'll do. You 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 could think, oh, he doesn't like this, and then the next person will come and you'll see, oh, they do it a certain kind of way, and it's the same. Oh, why? Oh, I think he doesn't he doesn't like this. Oh, and then the next person, the first one, the next one becomes. Yeah, sometimes it'd be like, you know, you know, I I'm sitting there, I'm making an offering. And then it's like in my mind, you just hear it. There's no salt, and I was yeah. like, "You put salt," and then they're like, "Oh, I forgot salt." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, maybe you needed salt." Yeah. It's like, or, or I'll think maybe there's no salt, and then someone else will say, "Oh, there's no salt." Like that wasn't cooking. Yeah. They just came to that person at that time. The one I like is, um, uh, you'll find Krishna is quite, um, he's quite punctual. Um. So he has a bedtime, and he has a, right? And I might be doing something, I'll be lazy, or not lazy, but I'm doing my thing. And um, I'm like, oh, I'll do that in two minutes, in two minutes, two minutes, right? And if I'm thinking, oh, Christian needs to go to bed in two minutes, invariably, someone else in my house will go, oh, you need to go to sleep. So it's like Paramatma is talking to you, you'll see Paramatma start talking to other people. You're not taking the message. You'll tell someone else, and then they'll come, and then you go, "Oh, Yuri really wants to go to bed. It's time for Yuri to go to bed." So it's 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 very amazing. It's I mean, very amazing. It's it's one of the five like the sixty four angas of bhakti. Five of them are just steeped in the capacity to in, invigorate you with bhakti, and also some bandhyan. Yeah, and that's Bhagavad Maturavas, Sadhu Sangha, Archan Seva, and Nam Sankirtan. Those five, if you engage even a little bit in those five. But then, even then, the two that take the, the two that really become the pivots of Gaudiya culture, Gaudiya culture is really two things Nam Sankirtan and Archan Seva. And so. And Lord Chaitanya, when he talks about the garden of bhakti, cultivating the bhakti like a beach, he describes how if your if your if your mantra, if your harinam is not quite bearing fruit, you have to do archan. Yeah, Bhakshmana Thakur says this. And then your mantra, because your mantra is becoming alive, you're, he's right in front of you, right? You're asking, and there's this loop of the mantra of the deity, the mantra of the deity, the mantra of the deity. Well, was also the atma, the mantra, and the deity, and yeah. and so, you know, like. Because you don't have, because because those devotees who haven't taken second initiation, who haven't gotten diksha proper, haven't gotten Gopal mantra, the established relationship 
the, the actual relationship that you have with Krishna hasn't formally been established in the heart. There's actually, there's like several processes on a subtle level that go in into getting a jiva to the point of accepting that mantra. It's said that Durga herself holds that mantra. When she's ready to let somebody go from the material world, she makes the arrangement by which that devotee can receive that mantra. And that's like, that's like it's time, your, your time here is coming to an end. I'll give you the means by which this was all created and by which you can get out. This is the key to getting out of here. And so, you know, when, when devotees actually finally say, no, no, I want Krishna, I want to commit to Krishna, I want Krishna in his mantra form, and his nam form, and his rupa form, I want his lila form. I don't. I don't want to deal with anything else, but that mantra, that five-worded mantra, right? That five-worded mantra. That is the. That is the the means of re. Mahaprabhu says in, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that the mantra gives mukti, and nam gives prema. What this means is that by the process of mantra, you can come to the state of being fixed in Brahmabhuta, in yourself and your relationship with Krishna, right? That, then when you chant Nam, what happens is you boil up the Rati, the Anurag, the, the attraction for Krishna, the Raga, the Ruchi, the, 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 all, these different, all these different levels of becoming completely fixed in loving Krishna. But, there, but when it gets to the highest point, it's not even Archana, it's just you devotional service. You massaging Krishna's feet. You there with Krishna. You actually saying, Krishna, would you like some water? Krishna, would you? Can I fan you? Krishna, can I play you some music? Whatever you want, Krishna, I'll do this for you. Make you feel good. That's how. Or I, it could be like, like for example, uh, um, but that's essentially that's the, the that's the prayer of Maha Mantra. It's like Bhumsidas Babaji had Gornitai, right? His relationship with Gornitai got to the point, right? That one point in time, um, the his pots got stolen. His pots got stolen, yeah. Right, his pots got stolen. So he got angry with Gordon. I go. How you let someone steal my pots? I don't have another cooking pot. How are we gonna eat? Now we're great. Now we don't gonna eat, gonna eat, right? So he took his Gordon. He tied ropes to them and he threw them in the Ganga. Standing there, just sitting there with his ropes, and someone was like, "Hey, what's 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 going on?" Ah. Oh, this guy let someone come and steal my 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 pot, right? And then and then you're letting you have going to what you have going to in the river? He starts throwing you, rocks at them. And you start throwing rocks at them, right? <laughs> like, you, know, you can't have going. And then and then he realized, wait a second, you're right. He pulled out Nitai. You're you didn't have anything to do with this. <laughs> that rascal, he could have, right? Another time in a similar one where he once because when he was young he, he used to eat fish. He's a Bengali, he lived by the river, he used to eat fish. So one point in time later on he smelled that someone walking by, he smelled the fish and, and, and for a second had like that little nostalgic he desire desire to yeah. eat fish and he was like, What? And he got so angry. How can I have this what this is your fault? What? <laughs> Throw him in the Ganga <laughs> He used to punish his deities. He scold them. He one time he um he, he had he someone gave him some jewelry for Gornitai and uh it was some gold necklace or something for Gornitai. 
and and that same day someone broke in smashed up his whole place and stole the gold and he um he got so mad he went looking all over navadip he found out who stole it it was some big gunda and he was saying that Gornitai gave away his gold and it wasn't Gornitai's to give away. <laughs> so he went to the thing and they said, don't go and try to get this back. Don't, don't try to get it back. They'll beat you. And he said, I, well, I have to go. Gornitai had no permission to give that away. And I'm going to, I'm going to get it back. And he, got, he, got, he went and he got beat up. But then somehow in the whole story, the, the, the guy who stole it realized he had made a huge mistake after seeing Ma- Maharaj so beat up that he brought the gold back and begged for forgiveness and he's like but but essentially Bamsi Das Barbi used to fight with his Gornitai if something happened in his life that wasn't up to scratch it was Gornitai's fault it was like why did you do this how can you you know like or if, or if, we, or if they complained that he was eating food that was like he used to eat like raw eggplants it was terrible he would offer Didi's raw eggplants like well this is what i have if you want me to make you yeah. something better send me something better yeah and we this see that same same and in terms of purity he was known to smoke a very nice very strong form of tobacco through a pipe like a hookah so they say when he would be doing his bhajan sometimes you just hear like <laughs> from the from the hookah <laughs> so the the point isn't to be pure the point is to just actually engage in devotional service as much as possible, that's to the, the point, level that you can. To the level that you can. Like you put the thing about the ant in the, the building of the bridge, the spider building a bridge in Ramlila. Did they notice his his contribution? Yeah, it did have utility, yeah. And the the point is, is that yes, yeah, You I know what? Factually, they only needed one Ram Nam rock to make the bridge. Mm. That's all they needed to make the bridge. What, right, well, they can hop on one and float over. Yeah, right? any, they, <laughs> Ram could have just went, put one down and expands and becomes yeah, a sure. giant long bridge. Sure. He can do anything. But he engaged everyone. Everyone was in bliss engaged yeah. in Ram's service. Every single Vanara, every single bird, beast, everybody who was there mm. was completely in love with Ram. Yeah, my the ar- whole purpose, the do you whole think of that, thing. That argument, though, my argument is that for it to work, it has to be, you have to be adding something as well. Like, because otherwise no, it's no, just... No, 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 no. Because look, no. Because look, at the end of the day, Radha and Krishna are one. Mm. They don't add to each other, but they constantly expand. Mm. They're everything, mm. and they're always expanding. And yet, they're not, because... They're you understand? Everything. They're everything. Mm. So, the, the point... Yeah. <clears throat> the point is play. Yeah, but even you could yeah, still the, say that the, they the point add is play, but the play has to be more real than what. Well, it has to be more real. It has to be higher. I'm still, well, yoga I'm still Maya, yoga Maya will arrange the perception that obviously well, that you what you're saying. Yoga well, Maya yeah, arranges. What I mean is, it has to be like here. You know, you have okay. I want to be an engineer. I want to make the world a better place. Yeah. You know, so I'm physically going to go and build bridges and put in wells. I'm going to help people here, right? But in the you know, in the spiritual platform, God is fully, uh, you know, satisfied and fully complete. Um, but we we are saying that 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 form of living, you know, this 
one-on-one with Krishna is higher than this. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm grappling with this kind of. It has well, to be more wait, real. Well, wait, 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 wait. Let's. Be, it has to be more real. So, has so, to, so, so hold on. The, 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 the idea was it has to add, right? Yeah, it has to have okay, utility. So not, no, it doesn't have to have utility. It's something. It's something to not do utility. With, with what is Bob? Like Bob has okay. to be realer mm. than yeah, realer yeah. than. Yeah. Then the, what is Bob? Yeah, that's this. That's where okay. so, something so around the, there. The, 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 the Krishna is Rasaraj. Okay, he's experiencing. He, his desire is to experience rasa mm. to the max. Yeah. Right? So the rasa is more real than the the, the rasa stage. is what Radha and Krishna yeah. are. Two. The parts rasa of. is what's real, and the stage is that. It's a stage. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you so might be bringing the rock in. The, it, the, yeah. Now, get, the, what's being now. added isn't yeah. the rock. No. It's yeah. the emotion that that little spider felt for Ram by putting that rock there. Yeah, the thing, well, this, so, see, the, the thing is this. Okay, let's pull this back, okay? Yeah. Okay, look at it this way. Every single individual has its own u- minute free will. Yes. An ability to either, either ignore mm-hmm. or pay attention to Krishna. Yes. Right? It is the use of that free will, right, that characterizes, it's the, it's the intent behind that use of free will which characterizes the action, right? Mm-hmm. Because Krishna conceals himself and bewilders everybody and makes it rather difficult to attain him, by the employment of both Yogamaya and Mahamaya, he arranges different circumstances where it's actually more likely, most likely, in all circumstances, that you'll forget Krishna. It's more likely. Krishna's so big, Krishna's so vast, Krishna's so everything, that it's very difficult for you to keep your eye on him, for actually to, to hold on to hold on to Krishna and never ever become bewildered. It's more likely that you will forget Krishna than the opposite. So when you actually choose by your own free will with no manipulation, no coercion, no imposition of any kind to utilize your free will to serve Krishna, that's adding. That is... Mm-hmm. That is a surprise. Yes, yeah. That's actually whoa. It's adding and increasing, increasing. Whoa. That gives Krishna a bit of a ha, check that out. Yeah. yeah. Wow, look at that. Yeah. An ant is remembering me. And now yeah. I'm indebted to the ant. In fact, you can go to the story of Gajendra and see how <laughs> that is exactly what Gajendra did. Right? Gajendra is fighting the crocodile, mm-hmm. the makara. Yeah. And uh, he called to his family, called for help. He fights the crocodile for about a thousand years or mm-hmm. some ridiculous, a hundred years, some ridiculous some, amount of time. Some lengthy time. And he's getting dragged slowly, slowly deeper into deeper water. And he's, you know, Gajendra's like this mighty, mighty king of the elephants type mighty. And this crocodile is just insurmountable. And he calls his family, and eventually his family, they're wailing, and they're trying to help him, and, but eventually they all realize, and they, I can't help him. They all go, I don't want to have to get in with the crocodile. So they all, they bail. No family, no friends, nobody's there, no one's going to come for him. It's just him and the crocodile. And he gets the flash of his previous births. He has 
he gets a little memory of, oh, there's, he, he sees the sun today. Mm-hmm. And he remembers, oh, there's a supreme person. So he reaches out, grabs the lotus, and says, I, I surrender unto you. Please come save me. So, boom, Vishnu comes, riding on a blue elephant. Chakra. The elephant did it. The elephant what? The elephant did it. The gender, he remember. He, he, mm-hmm. he said, oh, mm-hmm. I, sur- I surrender. That, that, that action, that use of free will to yeah. actually recognize. Yeah. The, the, sure. the, it's improbable the, that any living entity will actually yeah. recognize yeah. Vishnu. This is the whole purpose of the descent of sages, the descent of sastras, the descent of realized people, the descent of avatars, the descent of everything is set up to give us an opportunity to recognize that there is this supreme being and that we are part and parcel of that supreme being. And that by utilizing our free will to engage with that supreme being, we not only improve our own lives, but everyone else's around us and give that supreme being satisfaction, joy, pleasure, happiness. Mm-hmm. We're providing him with rasa. Mm-hmm. We were like little bees bringing back from the flowers to the hive. You know, the queen mother's there. We just bring back a little bit of our little humble contribution. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much that we're adding to it because all substance is already Everything that exists already exists, and nothing that doesn't exist will ever exist. There's no adding. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's. Uh, there's a couple of things that have come through. I, I'm satisfied with the description you're giving, but then the the point that was getting me stuck was if the spider is putting the the sand there, and then God just sees his intention and thinks, oh, that's nice, but it's not really helping the bridge bridge being built. I felt like it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a welfare program. Like mm-hmm. I accept you because you know your intention is good, but you're not really helping me build this bridge. And then I was a little worried about that. Well, okay, so, so the, the fact is that, how much is one millionth of a percent? Is it nothing? No. Right. So Krishna sees what it is. Mm. Not so there is some utility. There's not. Yeah, yeah. of course, it, but it's. But, but it's, it see, also the thing all is, exists within the, him. The thing is, is that it's not adding anything. Mm, as in, like the, yeah. the the substance is there. Yeah. But the thing is, is that Krishna sees everything his way, mm. and so his perception of reality is based on prema. Mm. The way Krishna views reality is always on prema. So whatever what he sees, his devotee gives to him. That's very precious. Mm. To Krishna, like we were talking about, that chip, to Sudama's stupid chip rice. For Krishna, that was like, oh my God, it was the the best thing ever. And and, and here's here, we can go in on this point as well. It's not that, it wasn't some magic, but the chip rice actually actually satisfied him. Well, I mean, you you gotta understand actually what. There's there's, there's a number of things going on. High beings have bhav. Mm. Highest beings, they experience bhav, which is a. Which is a descent of the Hladini Shakti into the heart, and it 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 causes the eruption of bliss. bliss. It's 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 like you know people take ecstasy every day in party environments and stuff, and they experience a heightening of mm. 
the sense of love, the sense of pleasure, the sense of being, and it makes life feel happy and, yeah, and it's loving. Artificial, and, and, that's why there's like... Well, I mean, you can yeah. say it's artificial, but the experience is the experience. Mm-hmm. Sure. Artificial or not, it's irrelevant. They pay for it. They pay for, for it in some way, that's yeah, true. They pay for it. But, but the point is, is that yogis know how to induce those states by engaging with Krishna. That, that by, you know, I, I know several people that if you talk about the wrong thing with them, they're going to be messed up for two hours. They will not be fit for being in public company because that is what will happen. Some people, there are certain things that connect to them deeply in the heart. And if, if you talk about it with them, they're not going to be fit. For, it'll be like they're drunk. It'll be like they're just crying and sobbing. It's just like, oh my God, like. That is that is what's occurring when Krishna sees genuine love for him in his devotee because they're in ex- they're inseparable. The devotee and Krishna are inseparable. So when Krishna feels the love of the devotee, the love of the devotee feels the love yeah. of Krishna, and there's a inter- there's a connection between that. That's that's why you have to understand Advaya Tattva. You have to understand that the whole spiritual world is Krishna. That the whole everything that is there is all yeah, Krishna. Sure. What did you call it? The 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 key, this, what did you call Kilikam. it? Kilikam. Kilikam, Kilikam yeah. the pin, the yeah. thing that unlocks the the yeah. actual potential to experience. Uh, oh, because it's a major, major. Be- yeah. And then, so, so what? Going back to deity worship, mm. you'll 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 experience how Shri Prabhupada describes. You water up a root of the tree. Mm. You will genuinely experience mm. that. That if you do something that genuinely makes him happy, mm. you will you feel, feel giddy. super happy. You will feel giddy, mm. giddy. Happiness that comes from nowhere for no apparent mm-hmm. reason, and you're like, "Oh, I made Krishna happy." Mm-hmm. That it will be. It is very real. Yeah, I mean, look the 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 ragmarg of like most of the Goswamis was st- pretty much strictly non-bhajan. You know the the style of deity worship that like Ragnadas Goswami and and Sanatan Goswami did was very very simple. simple. The the Krishna doesn't like all the elaboration and all the mystical stuff. Krishna's very simple. He's doing Naralila. He's just like, yeah, I'm a boy. I'm a little boy. Give me something sweet to eat. Like, I'll be happy. And and so people get intimidated by deity worship because, well, we get drilled offenses. We get drilled all these different... It's like snakes and ladders, right? The whole concept, the devotees made this game of snakes and ladders that was basically like... Oh, they did, yeah. They it's made it where India, like yeah. to fall down you had yeah. to make some Vaishnava Parad and to go up was like you did a 24-hour Kirtan or like whatever. whatever. Well, there was a game like that. There was Vi- a game a like the Vaishnava board. Snakes and Ladders, right? So, <laughs> you know, right. the original Snakes were... and Ladders is yeah. actually a Hindu thing. It's actually well, a Hindu thing. Yeah, it is yeah, a... I didn't no, but the devotees made one. I think someone in New Zealand had one. Programming the poor children. Yeah. But but the thing with Aparad is Aparad is for for a neophyte Aparad is Aparad is unavoidable, completely yeah, unavoidable you, you, because you, you, you don't even know you don't yes. even have you don't even know how to control like for example like one of the Nam Aparads that Bhaktivedanta talks is like still having the concept of I in mind even after understanding the glories of the holy name mm-hmm. it's like wow great. Like yeah, I every time I brush my teeth, <laughs> or I, it's like my driveway needs to be cleaned. Yeah. Any time, it's like that. <laughs> what that means is, is you're supposed to understand that Krishna is the aham. 
that the eye, the, 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 the thing that we all refer to, we all serve, we all are in relationship with, that's Krishna, not you. And so you're not supposed to think I and mine in relation to the body. You're supposed to think I and mine in relation to that's the I, everything is his, and I'm his. So nothing is mine. Not that I don't exist. So, you know, I think the main point here is to actually kind of overcome the barriers to devotional service, which are fear. Radharani stands like this. Don't be afraid. I'm not going to hurt you. I will just make your life better. Radharani is devotional service. Radharani is what's engaging in devotional service. She's the one who gives you that impetus to, to engage in serving Krishna for Krishna's pleasure. She reveals this. She demands that it be spread throughout the three worlds. That's what Mahaprabhu is. Mahaprabhu is understanding Krishna through the eyes of Radharani. And she's like, I share you with everybody. And the thing is, is that, you know, the, the early levels of understanding, when we, the Shantaras, basically, we have Brahma and Paramatma, Shantaras, there's slightly some Dasya in Paramatmavad, right? They cover, Brahman completely covers the potential to love Krishna because at the Samatva, or the place where everything is the same, who loves who? It's all self-contained. It's all just Krishna. At that level, there isn't even Radharani. That's not the story Krishna wants to play. The level of Brahman, you have no words to describe it. It's just... And that's it. So, that's not the game that Krishna ultimately plays. So that's why Bhagavan is superior to Brahman. Bhagavan, you know... Bhagavan wears Brahman like a, as his dhoti. As his covering. Right? And so, when you get the Paramatma, then you see slightly distinction between Shakti and Shaktiman. So now we see a bit, this is spiritual duality. Right? Then when we get to Bhagavan, now we have a Chintaveda Veda. All those things are synthesized properly. And it's important to understand that when the Sashtras are taught, some sastras are taught to elucidate the subject matter of Brahman. Some are taught to elucidate on Paramatma. And then finally, some elucidate Bhagavan. What's really important to understand is just because Brahmavad isn't ultimate doesn't mean it's not a level of experience and being. It doesn't mean it's not true. It's absolutely true. Right? Same with the Dvaita that you experience with Paramatma. That's absolutely real. Madhvacharya, that's all Madhvacharya teaches. Dvaitavad, pure difference between the Jiva and Bhagavan, difference between each Jiva, difference between the world and Bhagavan and the Jiva, all different. Those are all different things. There's nothing similar about them. Mm. That's Madhva. Mm -hmm. Madhva even has eternal damnation for the Asuras. Yeah, yeah. That's like, whoa. That, yeah. <laughs> mm. But in, in Bhagavan Vad, which Ramanuja really started to touch on. He gave the Vashishta Dvaita, which is like, yeah, everything is everything is Brahman, but the Brahman has three. 
yeah. has three aspects, the Ishvara, Jiva, and the Jagat. And those things are their qualities of Brahman, but Ishvara is the supreme, right? Although all three of those things are just Brahman. Madhva came after Brahman and Jagat. Yeah, similar time frame, but yeah, slightly so, after. Yeah, it's around 100 years after. And in between the two, the Charvaka died. Charvaka movement died. So I was thinking maybe Madhva was like strong on that paternal damnation in order to eradicate. Well, uh, you this, can see this. how the Talas. I'm not sure if they combated, but I know that Madhva's main thing totally was going after speculation. Well, Just looking at the time. The way, the way I would look at that is the Asuras are eternally damned. Not that an Asura... No, well, no. Look, think about it this way. It's not that the individual is eternally damned, but Asuras are eternally damned. Mm-hmm. The abode of the Asuras will always be the yeah. Talas. Yes. Yeah. Always. Yeah. If you're an Asura, that's where you are. Yes. Right? So in that sense, the Asuras are eternally damned. Yeah, so while you're there... Does it mean that if you, that you... Well, no. So Madhva had a theory that they were... Always going to take birth. There was a specific type of Jiva mm. that was... Always. always going to be born as an asura. Maybe there is. Yeah, that was. I I found that to be a little, like I was like, whoa, that's a bit intense. Because it could be. I mean, just spitballing, so to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you have uh, the. I mean, there's the seven, the five primary rasas, and then there's five of the the negative rasas, right? Mm-hmm. Horror and disgust. shock and disgust and all those things. So there can be devotees who are perfected in that, and that's just their perfection, and they're always going to be in the material world that's where that takes place hmm. and so there could be some that that are that's, that's I don't want to speculate a, about yeah. it because hmm. I mean it would make sense to me but so like you can see so there's a difference between because I because I think that the Bhagavad is the better yeah it's the better analysis than Mahabharat yeah. which Madhva based most of his philosophy on the Mahabharat, Mahabharat. and the Bhagavad's opinion is that when Krishna kills the demons, he liberates them. Yeah. It's a mercy, right? Um, I'd rather hold that that he's unbiased. He doesn't yeah. hold anybody in the place of suffering. In in a in a um. Well, the thing about a, the demons in in the, in the talas is also their suffering is not. It's it's a it's yeah. motivated. No, no, no. The point is that they they Madhva's theory is that the. The suras, while they're manifest and alive, they reside in the talas and they have their like heavens, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But then towards the end, they all get kicked down into the undatamasa, uh, where they're gotcha. tortured, like, uh, yeah, yeah. and then they take birth again as asuras, and then at the end of the thing, they go back down there, and then again, no, 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 like, yeah, we probably like, need to. I've, I haven't looked into it enough. He probably has some justification, and maybe there are some doors, or maybe there are some escapes. We don't know. We'd have to. Yeah, I mean, really study. Well, I mean, but, but my, most I, of the Gaudiacharyas countered it go to yeah, sure. is mostly yeah didn't... i also feel like you know at certain times people say certain things in order to achieve something almost yeah, yeah, like yeah. political yeah. you know um, well i mean so... madhva is an incarnation of vayu and bhima and hanuman so he was mm-hmm. very combative against mm-hmm. the asuras so he's a very ruthless when it comes to dealing with the asuric yeah. mentality so. Yeah. so wasn't it that they, they they couldn't beat him on the battlefield so they said they, they would come back and they would beat him philosophically so yeah said, all right fine then i'll take all i'll yeah. take that uh I'll take that challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are we right now? What do we What do we actually? I forget how we got to Madhava. I'm sorry. Madhava. What are we actually in right now? We're uh, talking about service. We're talking yeah. just about. But block blockage blockage something fear. fear? Oh yeah, we're talking fear. about fear. fear. Fear how that that becomes an inhibition towards actually making that just simple step towards serving, mm. doing some devotional service, you know, and 
And it's like, um, I, I think that there should never be something that gets in the way of your desire, of sprouting your desire to serve Krishna more. If there's something that's getting in the way of that, then you have to really be, you have to be less accepting of it and more con more challenging. It's like, oh, wait, why don't I want to do deity worship? Shit, what's gone wrong? Because factually, that's something that's gone wrong. It's not, it's not sprouted. Why hasn't it sprouted? Why haven't I received that mercy? Why haven't I, why isn't that desire there? Why, why, how can I just accept that I just stay on the Shantaras platform? Someone needs to give me mercy. So then that's why basically, you know, Nitai and Mahadev are the ones who pull people out of the Brahma Jyoti into the next level. They're the ones, because if you stay in the Brahma Jyoti, you stay, and then eventually you go the other way. You know, it's like, as long as you're not there and then you couldn't say what Radha and Krishna, you're gonna be like, shit, what am I doing wrong? I'm doing something wrong. I'm still here. No, we don't we don't kinda become like overly um but there's an anxiety that we should have towards serving Krishna more. There's like, you know. Like I say this, like, look at it this way. Imagine that every time you just said the word Krishna, that was as good as samadhi. Right? You said Krishna one time. Every time your mind is actually holding Krishna, that's samadhi. Right? So every time you're not chanting Krishna, you're not in samadhi. So if we just say Krishna, 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 there's a moment there where you're not thinking Krishna, Krishna, there's a samatva every time, Krishna, like that. But every time you're not, you're not. So the loop is that sometimes you are and sometimes you're not. And so you have to analyze what percentage are you not, and how can you get yourself more in the in the that you are. And so then you have to devise various methods to employ all of your waking and sleeping states to become service. Right. So you can only chant for a couple hours a day before you, you get tired or you, you're like, I, I have to do other things, right? So you, you have to eat. So we know how to turn that into devotional service, right? You have to eat, so you have to know how to turn that into devotional service. You have to work, so you have to know how to turn that into devotional service. You have to, you have to um, take care of your family and kids and, and your body and et cetera, et cetera. So you have to find a way to turn that into devotional service. So that rather than, oh, I chant a little bit every day, to, no, my whole day is devotional service. Right? Not even tied to like a temple program thing. Just as simple as that, that you have m mantras and, and yantras and tantras that weave your entire life in such a way that everything you're doing is reminding you of Krishna. So that every time you're thinking Krishna, you know, oh, I'm established. Krishna is still in my mind. Krishna is still coming. I can still hear the mantra. I can still, no matter what, as long as that's there, I'm established. But even that's just, that establishment, that's, that's still not even active participation. It's when you actually, you're actually really just in front of the deity or Namprabhu and you're like, what can I do for you? Like not what I have to do for me so that I'm going to make it a yoga. 
That's called Aropa Siddhabhakti. It's like, I'll turn all my mundane shit into yogas. That way they purify me. I still survive and I make advancement. That's not pure bhakti. What's pure bhakti is when everything's said and done. No anxiety. You don't need anything. You don't want anything. And you look to Krishna and you say, what can I do for you? What do you want? Is there something I can do? You know? And how can you do that unless the deity is there with you? Now, how do you re- how are you going to relate to how you how are you going to massage Nam Prabhu's feet? How are you going to bathe him? How are you going to dress him? How are you going to feed him with your hand? Now, manifested the deity so that you could do that. Jagannath, right? Jagannath, Mahaprabhu's leela takes place eighteen years in Puri in front of Jagannath because Jagannath is Jagannath is the pretty much the best state you could possibly approach Krishna in. Yeah. This is like Krishna is so intoxicated by love and separation that if you are sincere and you give him anything, that is as good as Radharani. Like for him, he's just seeing Radharani. So you've pleased him more than you can possibly imagine. When you serve Jagannath, it's like you've, you've literally perfected your life. You've literally performed the topmost service you can possibly perfect. Because, and especially if you do things that, if you if you worship it in a way that excites his already budding bhav, which is remembering, remembering Radha and Krishna, the Jagannath is stunned. He's like, whoa, he's getting just totally taken aback by this quality of prema. That what they do is, Jayadev Goswami wrote the Gita Govinda, right? And so they have the girls dance Gita Govinda before Jagannath so that Jagannath is reminded constantly about Radha and Krishna. And so when we chant Hare Krishna, we're actually trying to remind Krishna about Radharani and Radharani about Krishna. That's the only offering. The only offering that you can make is, well, if you're on Krishna's team, you find a way to get Krishna secretly to Radharani, right? So the coward boys, the Priya Narmasakas, they make this arrangement, they communicate with the messenger girls, right? If you're on Radharani's side, in other words, if you have the Abhiman of a male, the, the, the being of being male, you're always on the Gopal side. If you have the Abhiman of being female, you're on the female side, on Radharani's side. And the point of the game is, Bring them together by hook or by crook. That's the game. And then keep it a secret. And when Radha and Radhi and Krishna come together, the entire Dham experiences the festival of their love. And they are, fe- they are celebrating that forever. They're celebrating that communion between Radha and Krishna. That's the only offering. So that 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 essentially is what the ant gave Ram. That's what every devotee's service is. It's a constituent of the being of Radharani, devotional service, giving pleasure to Krishna. Mm. And that is the active ingredient. We the, the, the active principle is Archana when Krishna is not manifested in his form, 
birth in Hakka. Mm. So the Arjuna Vigraha comes. Now we can do the same thing as if he was here. Okay, so mm. to um, change subject a little bit, um, I've noticed you've, you've been really active on your thing, and you're focusing on a lot of different pretty interesting ideas. Mm. Um, I wanted to hear some of, of, of kind of where you're, what you're, what you're working on and yeah. thinking about. I, yeah, I appreciate the invitation, but I'm very much just silent, absorbing learning, uh, staring, getting little glimpses of what's, what's uh, beyond the shine that I'm basking in. Um, yeah, so I feel pretty silent in terms of, well, it's like this. I think it's important that the, the listeners hear as well. I come here and I have like a bunch of ideas, cool things that I think I want to share, you know, and then you guys just blow, blow everything to pieces and I just feel like, ah, oh, wow, my, my, the, the, the cool things like the cool things I brought to share they're just kind of nothing com compared to I still want to hear been, them what's being given um, <clears throat> but if you want to you know in the mood of uh, what the uh, Vaishnavas do friends do they, you know, they demand like Sadama's chick rice um, still <laughs> it's a challenge because I'm just just absorbing yeah mm. absorbing the uh, and kind of contemplating meditating on things I can do to improve my service to Krishna, yeah. So yeah, I, I I'm working on an essay at the moment uh, to defeat existentialism. Okay. Because I like defeating atheists. It's <laughs> um, a good job. I, I kind it's of a good enjoy job. it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, it it kind of started in the in the twentieth century. Uh, there were trying to break away from up until that point uh, the philosophy was a lot very dualistic as in like you know we have these objects and we have the observer and you know uh, Descartes was a, a big player in kind of a big mm, it was been there since the time of Plato and also in the east it's it's been there of course uh, the whole time but you know, we're talking western philosophy you know and we live in the western world um, so therefore it is relevant uh, after Descartes, people got kind of frustrated. It's kind of like you can't just keep coming to this point of, you know, there's some spirit thing that we can't understand and there's the material world. They kind of just got fed up with it. So mm -hmm. we want to start a philosophy where, you know, also Nietzsche, Nietzsche appeared after uh, Descartes and said that, you know, we have killed God. Mm -hmm. you know, we don't need God anymore. We don't need God to explain the way nature mm -hmm. works. There's mm -hmm. laws. <clears throat> there's natural laws. So we don't need God anymore. We can just carry on our lives now without mm -hmm. this invisible guy in the sky, right? Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, these philosophers, ex existentialism is an attempt to build a philosophy that is about being. It's about being in the world and not not getting caught up about, you know. Otherworldly things. Yeah, what's what's there, what is, what's, it, what's it manifesting out of or mm. what's behind it all. This mm. is just irrelevant for philosophy because it doesn't change our materialistic uh, uh, goal, right. goals here, yeah? Yeah. So what I found, okay, there's a bunch of topics given in this course that we're doing that we can do essays on and I chose the hardest one because I'm that kind of guy as well. <laughs> All through the lecture, he was saying like, ah, oh, you guys won't understand this nothingness, you know. I'm going to explain it to you but, but you probably won't get it so don't worry if you don't get mm. it. And the whole time I was thinking it, you probably don't have it. You probably, <laughs> you probably don't understand it. That's why you're saying that. 
<laughs> so so you know of course I was like ah there's the key this is this is this is the uh, that's the heart of the beast there if mm. you can get that if you can get that then you, you got them um, and and people should know that my my intention is not to defeat people it's to see how, to see what's what is a higher truth it's to see where it fits in it's to see what it actually is mm. I don't want to like win a competition I want to I see people they're confident with this whole like we we have our philosophy we don't need God and I'm like oh it's a little they're very confident I'm mm. like a little kind of intimidated but mm. that's where that's why mm. I attack I'm like all right let's see what it is right I want to go in and I investigate I find all the little parts I'm like ah, aha there there it is all right 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 right, right right gotcha right so then I just it, it just absorbs into into my being you know mm. that's why we read books that's why mm. we we study different things because we're discovering ourselves amongst or yeah. what it, what is what's yeah. available. Mm. So, <clears throat> yeah, this guy Sartre, Major Sartre is another mm. way of pronouncing S A R T R E S A R T R E. Yeah, um, he was like one of the most prominent guys to start this uh, existentialism. And to start with, he's basically saying like you know because there's no God, he doesn't put any arguments as to why there's no no God or how there's no God. He said we're just going to start from there. Right. You know, after the philosophers before them. Uh, that means that humans are not created with an essence. Essence. They're not even created. There's no creator God. Mm. So there's n- we're not created with an essence. Just like um, you know these cups we have here, before they were created, that that there was a need for them. You know, so mm-hmm. you know I want to catch water in something. So right. so it has an essence that precedes its existence before I made it. Right. So he claims that humans don't have an essence that precedes their existence, um, because you know it's kind of like saying well. If God created us, why did He create us? What What's the purpose that God created us for? We well, I mean, I was thinking as you said that He was saying how we don't have an essence. I, I, immediately, what came to mind was well, um, labor, like work, like that seems to be. I mean, oftentimes, like if you're a farmer, mm. the need that is present is you need work hands. Mm. So farmers before typically had many children. You know, quite a few actually. So it seems like the utility of man is what's obviously apparent by the activities of man, and that is work mm. and the manipulation or construction of reality in some parts. Mm. I mean, how much of our world today, which includes artificial things like vehicles, buildings, structures, ideas, um, come about not because of any natural, not because of any um, sort of spontaneous happening, but because of the work mm. that man puts into these fields, mm. you know, tills the field. Basically, mm. that, that would be what I would give as the argument for the essence of man is work. Yeah, so... I, I imagine they would say, well, that's, it sounds like you, the essence you describe is a need of other human beings. Right? So it's, it's, it's contained within the human civilization. Like you provide, you provide, you fulfill a need of the human race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so still it doesn't, well, here's the thing. It's quite, it's quite an interesting thing to contemplate because our, like, there's a, a whole bunch of things that all line up, and I, I'm not sure how to actually bring us to it, but I don't think he's wrong in saying that for us, our essence 
unless you go to some high okay our essence pre i don't think our essence does pre i think we exist we exist we're generated you know uh and our our essence is like we exist first and then our essence is how are we going to use our existence we create our essence like am i going to serve god mm -hmm. or am i going to serve something mm -hmm. else mm -hmm. so but we exist first right uh, so it's almost like if your exist if your essence precedes your existence then it's harder to have free will because if you don't follow that essence mm -hmm. then you're wrong you're doing the wrong thing right well i mean okay look see the difference between man mm -hmm. and say a shark is that the function of most sharks is to basically clean up that's what most that's what sharks do for the ocean mm. they clean up they go to the bottom they eat whatever they they make sure that it's not just a big big mass of dead fish piling up in the ocean mm. right sharks and other larger creatures there are mm. their their function they provide is that they clean the ocean mm. right um, and similarly, you can look at every single creature and you will understand that it serves mm. the ecosystem in a very particular way. Mm. Everything. There's not a single thing that does not have a place in mm. the ecosystem mm -hmm. to provide a very real function. Like, like you take certain creatures out, we're all dead. Mm. You know, like kill bees, we're mm. fucked. Mm. You know, like you kill humans. Well, so, so the rest will be all right. Or no, no, no because, because for example, certain creatures overbreed, mm. like for example, deer, right? Mm. So deer need to be occasionally culled to a certain point mm. so that they're not sure. overeating the fauna of yeah. the forest. And also, but there are carnivores that do that mostly. But what happens when the carnivores overpopulate? Who manages that? Mm. Where the, the human being is supposed to manage, it's supposed to be a custodian yeah. that is responsible for keeping life in balance. Mm. And this is this is basically in in the Vedic ecosystem of reality, mm. they say that before human beings were manifested. Nobody else could find their subsistence. None of the higher, lower devas and rishis and everything, they couldn't find their mm, subsistence. Right. It was the activities of mankind. The, the devotees need their worship or something like that. Well, they, no. no. It's, 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 it's like what, what, for example, like, it's like this. My actions, yeah. good or bad, yeah. feed somebody. Good or bad. Yeah. Those beings which subsist on my filth, or on my negative actions or on my negative emotions, mm. they find their sustenance in my doing so. Mm. Those beings that, that, that feed off my truthfulness, my honesty, my cleanliness, that my offerings, my prayers, my, my good, they subsist on that. Mm. So in a sense, you know, it's another thing that Krishna is in the image, we're made in the image of Krishna, mm. right? Krishna is a cow herd, that's important. That's not an insignificant little playful idea. That's no, like that goes back to what I was saying. That guy has, to, it has to actually field. it has to actually be the highest. It's not yeah. just some 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 game. It has to, yeah. So, as far as like that's why naturally for me I can accept that forms of village life are superior to modern life in some ways because it is even represented by the supreme person. Yeah, the simplicity, closeness. Well. Know, the, uh, you know, living off the land, all these things are actually very good for your state of mind yeah. or state of being. 
Well, I think when you understand that limitless enjoyment is productive of limitless suffering, you tend to choose a lifestyle that limits enjoyment to a manageable suffering. Mm. It's like, that's true. Don't eat too much. You enjoy enough, not too much. Because see, the thing is this, with eating, right? Too much eating, you're going to be sick. You're going to suffer. Too little eating, you're going to suffer. The point is that middle point. So the village life depicted in Vrindavan is not an ashram or like the top of the Himalayas where you're just freezing. No. It's a plentiful, yeah. simple yeah. family life. Yeah. That is ideal. That is the ideal lifestyle. You have enjoyment, you have enough, you have everything you need, but it's not extravagant. It's not freaking you know, what's that place, Monte Carlo, or what's that place called, um, not Monte Carlo, but the, the weird, it's a city-state in, like, Vienna, it's, like, in, in Austria, like, city-state, uh, uh, what's it called, it's, uh, like, super rich people live there, and, uh, what's this one little city-state, they did Bond there, Bond, James Bond, yeah, there. I know what you're, I know what you're trying what's that place the, called, not the one with, on water, with all the boats, no, <laughs> but, uh, like, <laughs> Look at these big civilizations, right? These big ones <clears throat> that develop real big prosperity and wealth and towards the tail end of them. Mm. It's fucking mayhem. Mm. Look at Rome. You would not have wanted to be alive towards the end of the Roman Empire. It would have been hellish. It would have been crazy. They would have just been like, what is going on? Not safe at all. Everybody's suffering. And that's the that is the payoff. That is the price you pay mm. for limitless enjoyment. And yeah, we're so seeing the come, West come down of the extra, We're seeing the West time. right now deal with the beginnings of the consequences mm. of their mass mm. consumerism. Mm -hmm. We are we are going to watch the collapse of in our lifetime, yeah. we're going to see some dramatic shifts. We're already seeing it by the way that by the way that the political spectrum is polarizing mm. so dramatically, and and uh, what I what I find difficult to understand is what I find difficult to understand about looking at say existential philosophers and stuff. I find them so inadequate that it disinterests me. Mm. How do you find interest in it? Yeah, that's a good question to ask. It's a good question. The way I've uh, come to this, I feel I'm being pulled. Yeah, it's not yeah. like, it's not some, I, f I just see a service opportunity. That's right. really what it comes down to. So I saw a major lacking in uh, Vaishnava groups in their communication with mm. people in the yeah. world. And I grew up as a Vaishnava kid, Hare yeah. Krishna kid, right? So, and I've seen so many, I, I've, I, I, it took me years to figure out why am, why am I not comfortable? What's What's wrong? There's something... Something's not right. Something's missing. And then through association, through Vaishnavas who have a vast knowledge of history, how it got to this point. And then also those like Jordan Peterson, people like Jordan Peterson who like can put it all together and have this is how it's got to this point. To, to, to summarize in a sentence, I believe to, to, for me to be able to communicate with the Western mind, I need to understand the Western yeah, mind. Yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah. So I've gone, I've gone back. And I'm, I'm back through history. I'm like seeing how it's all come together, and I'm piecing. I'm building my logic. I'm just mm. putting it all together, right? So when my when when I'm called upon, I'm ready. That's right. all. That's all it is. Right. Um, 
So, yeah, I have some interesting things to share in terms of breaking down the existential philosophy, how they got to it, and how it actually lines up with, uh, with, with uh, what is it, shunyata, voidness, yeah. nothingness, yeah, consciousness, and how it's like once you once you see how it all where it fits in, what they're doing. I mean, ninety percent of the the book is just just verbal buffer. It's just buffer. You once you get, there'll be like three, four paragraphs and a whole, you know, like you read 35 pages and there'll just be four essential paragraphs where you're like, there it is. Okay, got it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I find it, uh, it, it interesting to share. If anyone's kind of, well, here's the thing. What, what's, why is existentialism um, uh, relevant? Well, if you understand, it's basically the foundation for most of like our self, self-help um, mm. You can be whoever you want, you know. Mm. You, you know, your um, the power of your your perception, um, Mayavad. So much like Mayavad. You can see how it matches up with my Mayavad philosophy, and you see, yeah. So you see it everywhere when you see, like some. If you don't, if you don't understand how they've built it, and what's actually what they're teaching, what they're pushing, you won't see how it's manifesting yes yeah, it's as yeah. a culture as yeah. a society yeah it's kind of how to say it's one step before postmodernism right yeah because so, yeah. uh, what happened was the postmodernists are like oh okay well if it's all depends on your perception that there's no objective truth beyond you know no a priori mm-hmm. stuff to grab onto oh so it's just power mm. it's just uh you know like culture right yeah. so that's where it fits in it's before that yeah, it's at the point where they realize like con- the power of consciousness. Where, where did where did postmodernism get to the point of like break break it down? It was, like um like tear it down kind of. You see a lot of people who are like mm. who want to tear down the heteronormative culture or the patriarchy or whatever nonsense mm. that they all throw out. They like tear yeah. down this culture because it's all it's all bad somehow, yeah. and I just don't understand where. Where postmodernism got to the point where it fostered so much yeah. resentment and then I'm, violence, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I haven't learned where to pinpoint that. Jordan Peterson talks about it. I have my own. I, I like to analyze my myself as to how would I get to that point. And I think it's just envy and also like a, a, a lack of resentment. It, it, yeah, resentment, resentment yeah. and a lack of like will or drive to succeed. So right. instead you break it down. Right. You, instead, you, right. you can if you so you get firmly established in this belief that this cultural see, system you, you, you is, see, um, is absolutely oppressing funny, you funny into being yeah. Most in a of way them, you're most of them are weak, and they're not. You know, they don't have much opulence, like right. the six opulences. Right. They're not very knowledgeable. They're not very strong. They're not very handsome. You know, they're all losers. Yeah. yeah. yeah? And so they're, they're dragging. You know, oh, we can we can use the law and rules and these games. You right, know, to, right. 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 Yeah. To, you know, like, Postcode. I'm a male feminist. You know, Joe Rogan loves to, like, smash on them, right? <laughs> you know, like, what's going on there? You're a male male feminist. There's something behind sneaky. it. Some motivate, Yeah, some sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. You see, you're actually trying to win in a different way. Instead of winning by merit, by mm-hmm. skill, by mm-hmm. merit, you're trying to, like, oh, we can just, like, force you to lose. And then, you know, hey, I'm the most, you know, I'm the, I'm the, I'm, you know, I'm the most, uh, I've got all the language and all the looks and everything sorted out. You know, I'm the new king, right? It's mm. just a new game. A different way of playing the game, or change the rules, and and you win. Instead of playing the existing game, change the rules, and then you somehow win by default. Because you, you made the rules, right? Jordan right. Peterson talks about that a lot as well. Che- you, who, you know, whoever has makes the rules wins the game. Mm. Yeah. So, so where is this heading for you? Yeah, I, I, I've already, 
discovered that I'm an I'm a teacher, I'm mm-hmm. an educator, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's not so much in just, um, it's not I'm not drawn towards knowledge for knowledge sake it's for it's for it's for understanding what is the situation we, we exist we, we're, we're in this situation we exist so what is it and where can I go and how can I go there yeah. that's pretty much you know and my my uh, my offering is definitely in the area of uh, yeah of like jnana yoga connecting to the supreme through knowledge you know not this this is not true this is not true not true not true not true true all right let's work on that all right and yeah i get so much so much joy from what i do but i also know where my limit is and you guys will know too because you know me well enough yeah my limit is there's a certain spot where i just go okay i can bring people to that spot very well very well you know shantaras from mm-hmm. unrealization very good at it beyond you have to go find someone else so that's uh, but that gives me great joy to to help people disentangle, right? Disentangle from the, the, this material stuff, and then you know I can I can bring them to where I am, and then that's it. I you have to go somewhere else now. You have mm. to, yeah. And another very important thing to say is another drive for this is dealing with my own demons. Mm. Yeah, that's a, it's kind of like we think we're preachers and stuff. No, you mostly you're just preaching to yourself. Like especially uh, I don't I can't speak for you guys, but that's kind of what it comes down to, especially in the, in the in this in the institution, in the religion. You get you're in there. You kind of you have got some attraction. You, you commit. You get you have your questions. You get told the answers. You're just kind of repeating them for a few years before you really kind of okay. Here's my poison. There it is. I found it. Mm-hmm. Now I have to deal with that, mm-hmm. right? So you might have some doubt. So how do you deal with it? Like for example, Frederick Nietzsche, right? He was meant to be the big guy who the triumph of victory for the atheists. So I'm like, I want. I need to know this guy. I need to figure him out. So I go to him. I'm scared at first. I'm mm-hmm. scared because it's like, what if? Mm-hmm. What if he can defeat me? Mm-hmm. And then I go through. I see. I get. I throw it all. And I say, oh, hey, not so scary. He's just a brother. He's just like, you know, he's just he's just chosen what he's committed to. He's he was committed also, to this. He, he wasn't yeah. actually. You know, I think Jordan Pearson also elucidates. You know, so some of the misconceptions yeah. about yeah, Nietzsche yeah, for sure, for sure. that he wasn't so much declaring god's death as no, much as declaring more. the cons the pot- potential consequences yeah. for for yeah. society that's in that particular statement yeah society um yeah. losing touch but with- also it's like you know if you're going to approach god make it real he says the only real christian was jesus right he's nietzsche's the people he hated the most are the ones that he was most influenced by yeah he you know the ones socrates and jesus who he he challenged the most they, they were his gurus as yeah. well you know it's like once you see it all, yeah, what's happening? It's like it's just you know, that's part. A lot of it was to deal with my own doubts, you know. Mm, but mm. then once you, as I'm doing, I'm like, oh wow, this is, there's some service here. Yeah, there's something to be done here, and it's just it maybe a small part, insignificant, but at least I've seen something I can do. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's that's really cool. I think I, I think it's super important to to. Um, have a, a really strong handle on, on Western philosophies and and um, how they how they either help foster one's understanding and well you know what I would do is I would a- a- ask the question is uh, you know if you look at philosophers right and you look at their philosophy but then look at their life mm. how many of them killed themselves 
Yeah. So then, like every single of one them, of them yeah. that, that that ended up suicidal, is like mm-hmm. ditched their philosophy. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. It did nothing for them. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. might think it yeah. sounds great. No, it might so be impressive. Many. It might be like yeah. it might be like oh that guy was so smart. It's like no no ditch it. He killed himself. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Scratch. Sorry. See you later. I mean yeah maybe some thoughts were well, some were of deep them and are profound but and angry like you know they get you notice a lot of them do get to some kind of some kind of Brahman realization or some kind of void realization but they're angry they're angry they're angry they don't the thing they, is they come back into the, the thing world that i i have a strong um rejection for is just because someone thought something and for a moment maybe kind of was able to slightly perceive the yeah, world fair enough through that lens i get to does not mean no. they realize Brahman. No, they—they they, just because they're they able to understand that there's a unity, that no. there's a no. does not mean that they had. It's like I said, the actual be, realization. There'll be thirty-five pages, and there'll be like one paragraph where you see they got they like they were kind of there for a moment. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, like for example, if you listen, to but they Jordan don't know Peterson, what it is. If you listen to Jordan Peterson's audio book on Twelve Rules for Life, right? Yes, yes. I was blown away because. Somewhere towards the tail end of his chapter on meaning. Yeah, chapter seven. Is where he's describing, he is describing what happens when yeah. a person is fully yeah. involved yeah, in full potential meaning. Yes. And Jordan Peterson is clearly it's breaking down, clearly oh, wow. having to toll back tears. Yeah, and he and, left it in there too. And he left it in there because it it has an impact when you hear that, and yeah. he starts talking about. The dance. He starts talking about it in language that is like, wow, you're just talking Ras Lila now. Yes. And you're just using such simple language that no one else will hear what you're saying. But I hear what (laughs) you're saying. And I'm starting to feel what you're feeling. And and I was blown away. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and also you can tell that Jordan Peterson has improved his life by his philosophy. That's why I like the guy. That's and he's handled totally. Look at him, man. Suffering ten, ten years ago, you look at the difference. Yeah, you can see just in his physical form, you can suffering. See. You've seen him in, endure immense yeah, suffering. Not just him, his whole family, yep. and he has come through. Yeah, uh, with such an outlook on life, such yeah. a positive frame of mind, such a loving, yeah. and caring, he's, he's kind, not, he's been, considerate. He's been down into the darkness. He's been there, and he's not and not, not afraid to go there. And he's been there, and. He's come up out of it, and he's like, the world is made of meaning. Like it's, and and that goes. All these things link up. It's like, yeah, yeah the, the the physical world is there, but your power to your free will is in like how you're going to interact. Like how, what, what do yeah. you, what's your, like, yeah, what are you going to will for? What's your, what do you breathe for? What are you going to actually, yeah. you know, it's like, the, what's your why? Yeah, what's your why? Absolutely. And and um, you know, I I think that. It's so deep that it's staring that, people right in the face too. I, think, I like to like get people there. I love to bring people there, and I don't uh, mind if they. Get I don't mad. mind. No, well, oh, no. Honestly, <laughs> here's so the thing. Mad. I don't. I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't mind if they don't choose Krishna. I just want them to know <clears throat> that they they are choosing. Hmm. I don't like people going along. Nah, yeah. I I have I have um. I have the. I have the mood that. Uh, at the end of the day, to me, it's like this, and it's gonna sound so, it's gonna sound so sectarian, but um, Ooh. it's it basically comes down to if you if you haven't accepted Krishna, mm. you haven't got it, mm. and it doesn't mean that what you've got I isn't I, true. I, it doesn't yeah, mean that what you've got isn't true. 
Here's, but it's sort of not the yeah. full thing. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So but that, I want people to realize that they are the ones. You are the only person that's stopping you from seeing Krishna is, is you. you. That's what I want people to know because I've se- I figured that out for myself. So yeah. like that's my powers to that point. I don't see him because I'm I choose not to look. Yeah. So I can bring anyone to that point. I can get someone to uh, unless they're just going to like you know shut down and not come along for the ride. Yes. Um. But I still. You know, it's even said in the in the Bhagavad Gita that you should let people. Yeah, no, know, no, but, of course. So it's like, but, like, but I want people to to not have this bullshit idea that they're being cheated or or someone else is doing it to them. No, it's it's you have that. It's your choice. Mm. And yeah, I, I'm okay. Like when I see people, when I when I study the atheist philosophers, I don't mind if they're saying like I just like I'm just an atheist. Okay, fine, fine. You're admitting it. You know, you. you I I think you, I agree with Jordan Peterson. When he says that you may think you're an atheist. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. We, you can. Yeah, that's your yeah. conscious. I agree. That's your agree. conscious disposition. Yeah, but and and I think that, you know what I think is is that. The proper meaning, of God, is that which you serve. Yeah, I agree. And so that what you breathe for that what and, you live and, for, and so and that's life. that's true at yeah. all times. Mm. It's not so much you know I think Jordan Peterson's tried to give it this meaning of like. Um, how how did he just do it? How did he do it? Yeah, he's trying to. He, he's trying to abstract. He's trying it. to. Well, he's trying to actually uh, put it into an academic kind of formula that you can. He's trying to trying to show a pattern, a map. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying <clears throat> his best. He's to saying that that thing it. which mediates yeah. between order and chaos, mm-hmm. right, makes meaning out of chaos, mm-hmm. and that's a function. That's actually a function of of god but it's more accurate and i think it proves more that you are what you serve god is what you serve Mm. in all times Mm -hmm. and uh one of the really important things about that is you notice that people don't serve anything that's dead you know you might serve the memory of something that's alive like you might go to a graveyard and put flowers on the grave Mm. right but you you'll never find that somebody serves something that's just completely hmm. inert, mm-hmm. right? We always serve something that's alive. Yeah, tra- tra- travel people will serve mountains and stuff, but they see them as alive. They see them as alive. Yeah, they do yeah. see them as alive. Yeah. Even then, even if you did serve something, if you're serving dead. that thing that's dead, kind of dead body, dead body stuff, anything in India where they're doing, they don't serve the body. No. They, they... <laughs> no. So the point is, is that it, it's something alive that you serve. Yeah. And the, the point is, the point I'm drawing this to is that everyone serves themselves, factually. Yeah. Even your altruism is self-serving. Mm-hmm. And now when we sure. take that idea, understanding what self, what self is, mm. then you understand how it's absolutely 100% true that every living entity is Nityakrishadas because they're always serving themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so God is the self. Mm-hmm. It's not the individual ego; mm-hmm. it's the self. And so, mm. any classic, any atheist that claims that they don't believe in God, mm. well, they try what they try to do when they go into neuroscience. They try to say there's no self. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh yeah, so give me all your shit and just die. Mm. Why don't you want to do that? 
Yeah. Why Why are you showing up? Why are you why even you here? Yeah, like, you if you don't exist, why are you here? To speak in Stop front it. of like, 10,000 people who are paying 200 bucks each. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Oh, it's all just determined. I'm just being carried on for the ride. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. You've got attachments. You've got preferences. Yeah, you've got wants. Playing the game. Like, they're playing you're the playing game. game. They're playing the game. So that self that you serve and your self-serving, mm. righteous, self-righteous, mm. atheistic, mm. modus operandi, that's God. And the whole time you're decrying him, he's watching you're yeah. watching. You will not forgive yourself when you know the truth. Yeah. When you get to the point where you actually realize that he's real and you go, oh shit, mm. I've been spending my whole life mm. railing against yeah, my yeah. own being. Mm. Essentially my own being. Mm. You're gonna, it's going to be difficult for you to forgive yourself. Luckily, if you're humble... If you're willing to admit that you were wrong, yeah, there's always there's you, you easy, always have that opportunity. Easy, there's no eternal damnation. Yeah. Don't gotta worry about no eternal damnation. God's not cruel. You're yeah, cruel. A beautiful, beautiful you're cruel. Approach, beautiful argument. I, I enjoy it very much. Yeah, there's so many ways to tackle it. There's so many ways to, and you know, I feel like you know, some people like why do you why do you sometimes I question myself like why are you trying to defeat atheistically minded people. And it's not, you know, it's like, you, like if you use your, what you've just explained, that ultimately everyone's serving themselves, serving God anyway. Still, it's like, it's for my own purification, you know? So my own, it's for me to be engaged mm. in something, you know? Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, just, okay, I see it. I see the game. I see it. Now I'm just going to, I'm going to take a position on the battlefield. Krishna is my charioteer and we're going to, I'm just going to be engaged. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. My brother, Brindy. Talking about existentialism. And Did we do that one? Did we do the nothing on a podcast before? I have no idea. Like we uh, probably might. No, have we? Oh, ah. Uh, did we do yeah, that on a podcast? No one. That one. Did we do yeah. that one on a podcast, or I'm did not we just? Sure. I think so. Actually, we just did that in conversation. Me. Yeah, you told me. I'm not sure if it was in a podcast. All right, I go think for it. Was it. In a podcast. I think it might have not been. I think it was post the podcast. It's good though. Yeah, it's a good one. It's in line with how I'm going to work. Yeah, go go with it. Go with it. Brindy's. We had a, an exchange with a, with a, well, someone who's a rigorous atheist. Rigorous atheist. And uh, so in the end, it got a little heated. And Brittany was like, ah, oh, just to lighten the mood. This is just a bit of a joke. But, you know, you, so you say, before you were here, there was nothing. You were no one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And when you die, there'll be nothing and no one. For the universe, it was nothing. Right. And when it's nothing. Yeah. All right. So we both agree. Mm. Nothing is nothing and no one is God. Yeah. Oh, and he said, he said, uh, oh, and you see, you say nothing. No, one, not, no one's God. Yeah. No yeah. one's God. No one's and God. No, no, nothing, and nothing is God. Is God. Yeah. 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 Okay. So we, we both agree. agree. Yeah. Nothing and no one's God. Yeah. yeah it was beautiful. <laughs> I'll be honest. He like, was like, yeah, he was so. He went, <laughs> what? <laughs> And actually, his face was like, hang on, what? And then he actually texted the yeah, next, the next day, day. He goes, hey. he said, tell your brother that he actually almost got me believing. Yeah, right. That nothing See, and no so one could be God. He was yeah, like, he was so close. Oh, huh? snap. Because it. Yeah, you got a little glimpse and you turned back around. <laughs> He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I will explain to you how I'm going to defeat this man's uh, philosophy in an essay. And the people are going to read it and mark it. And one person might be like, oh. But another would be like, Mm -mm. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like there, there's an opportunity we can provide opportunities it's the willingness to yeah. actually play with the idea to see yeah. how far the idea goes that yeah. changes everything 
if you're resistant to playing with an idea, yeah. you'll never be able to have mm. that like mm. sort you're of fixed. That, yeah. that you're not gonna there, grow. There's like no well. There's an experiencing mm. an idea that it that comes along with playing it out in your mind and like yeah. kind of like watching. That's why. That's why. Like there are certain philosophies that I, I read them, and it just like instantly dies. I'm like, oh, that that didn't do too good. Mm. And then there are other ideas that just soar, and you're just mm. like, you can watch this play for hours. You're just like, wow, like mm. it just manifests new, new, yeah. new, yeah. new, yeah, new, sure. new, new. And then you get with it with an idea that's like, is shit real or not? And you're like, oh fuck off. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, Buddhists do this thing, all right? The old Mahasiddhas, the Mahasiddhas do this stuff, right? Where they're like, the, the yogi's like, oh, he goes to his guru and he's like, oh, I'm having a hard time. I cannot control my mind. And then the, the guru says, put your mind here. Let me see what's wrong with you. What do you mean? He's like, so where's that mind you can't control? And then there's an instant like, there's an instant like, what? And then it suspends for a moment because when you, when you, when you, <laughs> when you pull the floor out of your fixation on something being or not being and you're trying to tackle it, this is supposed to be a certain way. Your mind is supposed to be calm for you to meditate. There's not supposed to be Occurrence. Why is it keeping occurrence? Goddamn occurrence keeps happening and I don't want it to happen. And it's like, where's the occurrence? And and you're like, well hmm. Yeah. I mean it's, it's only there when you put it there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the question of this is what I was getting to. The question of is it real or not real? Right? And then you're like yeah. <laughs> and then, but then you go. What does real mean? Yeah. And what does unreal mean? Mm. It's like, oh, it exists or it doesn't exist. It's like, mm. well, tell me what that means, because yeah. you know, there's stuff that's here. And do you yeah, mean? Sri Ramarish has a good response to that. Do you mean? Do you mean? Does it? Does it not experienced mm. or is it? Yeah. What do you is mean? Solipsism, and, right? Is it all happening in in our own our own consciousness or our own mind? But Sri Ramarish. Has a good response. He said, "In order for there be to be perception, something has to be perceived. Mm. So that that shows there is that there is more. Yes, than, more than just so. Our, our, so this is what what his name was basically hinting at, and mm -hmm. uh, that Joe Rogan podcast. What's his name? Like the guy for us. Uh, for us. For us. Yeah. He's just explaining like the mere fact of perception, the mere yeah. fact of I think, therefore I am, yeah. is a solid." Yeah, it is solid. It is a solid, so, so this is, undefeatable fact. Yeah, and um, the mere fact that someone would challenge it is like, yeah, who's challenging yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It's this like is, this is this is like, a good point who to, are you to, to challenging this? Do you exist or not? So how can you be challenging so this? this? You don't exist. Do. <laughs> they're trying to stop this, right? Because if you, as soon as you accept that, then you have to think, all right, there is something that is producing that I am. You know, that that mind and I am, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to. To, to remove that, you have to build a philosophy that doesn't accept the, the I am part. And, and they just instead they want to say, I, I'm, I, I'm existing, right? But the way they do it is, they instead of replacing consciousness, they say nothing. But it didn't replace anything. It's still dualism. They say, he says, being and nothingness. Mm -hmm. It's still dualistic. Yeah. The being and nothingness. The end implies there's two things. There's still... a really good um, Buddhist sutra. 
called the Pragya Paramita. It's the Lotus Heart Sutra um, that basically explains a philosophy of the co-emergence of nothingness or emptiness mm. and forms. Yeah. How the two are interdependent and, and um, coexisting. We know this to be true because all form resides in space. Yes. It's clear. It's a clear fact that mm -hmm. there is nothing that does not reside within a formless yeah. vacuum, mm -hmm. a formless space. Mm -hmm. So those are that, that level of that level, th those kinds of teachings, which are easily acceptable because, you know, this cup requires the right space for mm -hmm. it to be. This is yeah. an obvious fact. That yeah. without, you know, without form, you can't even really define the space. You yeah. put the form there, now you know even, what's around even, even the that's, form, there's space. That's a dualistic philosophy already, because you have space and you have form. Well, no, it's not, actually, it's not actually dualistic when you read the Pragya Paramita, because what okay. it says is, is that the nature of form is space. Yeah, but and then we know this. Then we know this as well. It's happening at the same time. No, 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 no. It's a non-duality. So it's like it's like this. It's like more or less. Because one is not without the other. So the substance of form is space, and the form of space is substance. So, and also we know that particles or atoms are ninety-nine percent empty space. Yeah, but. We, it's also mistakenly taught. I put this to this this competition. Uh -huh. It's mistakenly taught, and I thought it was this way for a long time that a particle is moving around in that space. But it turns out that a particle is in all that yeah. space. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a probable cloud it's blinking. of probability. It's blinking. It's, it's, yeah. It's well, no. So the way you're defining it is basically because of the non-stationary element and unpredictability of the particle's position mm -hmm. then it's assumed that it's yeah. everywhere at the same time yeah uh, but it's not I the same that, as saying should, that the particle people, is actually as big as the totality but of people the space. should people should know that there's there is disagreement amongst of course there physicists. is sean carroll who of course on, there is on, no uh, scientist no two scientists He's, agree on anything yeah. So, yeah, so it's important. 99% yeah. of scientists agree Colgate's the best toothpaste. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, no, so, so but but the, the point, again, this comes down to, this comes down to, we can take this all the way back to the concept of Shakti and Shaktiman. Yeah. The, the energetic and the possessor of the energy. So, you know, the source of power and power itself, mm -hmm. uh, according to according to our philosophy it's basically analogous to fire and its heat they're completely inseparable you cannot have fire that's not hot mm. it's the nature of fire so this comes with self-evident truth fire is hot at least by what we define the word hot by if we want to keep using words as we intend them to mean right Fire is factually hot. Ice mm -hmm. is factually cold. And so, but the quality, that's like the energy and the, the um, container, mm -hmm. that's the, you know, source. Yeah. So when it comes to form and, form and emptiness, mm. the co-emergence is that 
they define each other. One is the container of the other. So we understand in form and emptiness, which one is Shakti, which one is Shaktiman. Emptiness is Shaktiman. It's the container. Mm. Form is Shakti. Okay. It's the experience within the container. Mm. But they're one and the same. So this is the unity of the knower, knowing, and known. This occurs in Samadhi. Mm. In Samadhi, what occurs is that the difference between the knower, the known, knowing, come to one, come to merge. You call that the sun, whereas the other are the fire and the moon. When they're separate, it's the fire and the moon. When they come together, it's the sun. That's that's the proper understanding that your experience. And no, it's they, you know how neuroscience has been trying to explain consciousness, and they, all they do is describe the contents of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Right? They will explain consciousness as all these various, basically like a computer. Yes. Right? Yep. All these processes, mm-hmm. but they don't acknowledge the witness of the processes. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah, well, here's, here's the thing though, why existentialism is interesting because they bring this thing in called nothingness. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have, when you have a straight, like, like what they're trying to do in neuroscience is explain. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Explain, explain. Let me ask you a question. Hold on. Mm. <laughs> Does nothingness exist? Because for me, it's just a, it's it's another aspect. It's another aspect in existence. At least in the nothingness that they're talking about mm. in this particular. How do philosophy. they describe nothingness? We're not going to have enough time. Mm. I need it. Yeah, I need like twenty minutes. The funny keep, thing about yeah. it is, is the whole the whole look, exercise is mute because yeah. of this. Mm. You have someone describing nothingness. Mm-hmm. As a thing, yes, that's right. That's so they're just, describing the existence of something. Of something. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm. So the that's point what is I'm catching them. It's still a duality. The they're point is, is it's nothing. Nothingness. But it's just something they don't understand. But Krishna says it's a different. Krishna nothing, says something what, along the lines of, "For that which is real, there is always existence, mm-hmm. and for which there is none, there is none. So that which does not exist does not exist, mm-hmm. and that which exists always exists. Right." So, like for example, most people think of space as nothing, but it's not nothing. No, I don't. No, it's not at all nothing. It's not an object the way we describe objects. Mm-hmm. It's not a physical. But the the point is, is that without this space, no sound, no communication, no interaction. Without space, what you have is nothing. But the fact is, we exist in space. So there can't be nothing, because existence Mm. is. Nothing is nothing. And there's no exist, there's no... There is no, it's a contradiction, the existence of nothing. No, 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 there's not the existence yeah. of nothing. That's what the main word yeah. means. I agree, I agree. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's what you, the word you, means. You also know, whenever, whenever they're speaking in, in philosophy or in science, you know, like there was nothing before the Big Bang or there's nothing outside the universe, you know that uh, there's, you know, we're, we're, getting, we're getting caught up here in like definitions of a word. We first need to spend a lot of time like, what do we mean by it? But your, your definition of no thing, it, it, is no thing, is nothing. 
but they're using they're using it in different ways. They're, well, they're, they're, they're see, describing the existence of so it's, mo- it's so for example how, so for example mm. in Buddhism, right? Nothingness mm. is called shunyata. Yeah, but the thing that most people don't understand, especially when you hear devotees speak about Buddhism, they imagine that Buddhists literally meditate on nothing. Mm. The void mm. is not nothing. Yeah, maybe emptiness would be the, a better The a void, better word? the emptiness, mm. the nothingness of mm-hmm. shunyata yeah. is that place where all that exists, all that is being experienced, actually, not exists, all that is being experienced is the witness. No object. Mm-hmm. Witness witnessing the witnesser. Yeah. That is what shunyata is. Mm. And in Gaudiya Vaishnava philosophy... That's called Shuddha Sattva. Yeah, okay, stop right there. Stop right there. This this guy's philosophy is basically coming to that wall. It's like coming out of like the contents of consciousness. Lines up with Sam Harris's mm-hmm. deal as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Coming to the point where you realize like I can attach my consciousness to anything. Yeah. That's where they come to. Mm-hmm. And then they go, okay, now you have ultimate free will. As in like you have ultimate, not free will, freedom mm-hmm. to perceive the world how you like to it means like you're not yeah this that's that's basically what it is in yeah. a nutshell right yeah so we know you you guys know i know i know what else there is there mm-hmm. to some extent you guys yeah. yeah to more whatever yeah but that's that's where that's what he's done yeah he's not acknowledging same with sam harris in his in his uh um there's no self and no free will when he's come to that point where the contents are gone and it's just awareness and he says there's no self because because there's nothing left for him to identify well, himself the, the, with. The problem but with he, it, the he, problem he, with he their definition us. of self, yeah. they use the word self interchangeably with ego. Yeah, and yeah. and that's the actually that's the main crux of the anatma or nayaratma teaching of Buddhism, where they say there is no self. Mm-hmm. In Buddhism, they're saying ah, there is yeah, no this, self. This is another point I want to. But that's not what they about. actually mean. Because they, they, they actually don't. They're not talking is it, about is killing. It that, is it that the self is not? Um, you know how Buddhism Buddhists say there's no self because there's no fixed self. Is it that the the self is constantly uh, constantly in? The, the self is constantly generating. It's constantly new. Like it's constant yeah. new ever generation. Ever fresh. That's right. Where we say Krishna yeah. is yeah. ever fresh. Yeah. Yes. Navakishore. Yes. So, there's, so there's no fixed self. And, and this, it all, it links well, up. With you got to understand that the self is the emptiness. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's all the, the self is the emptiness. And then, okay, and then what, the form, what's the light? Yeah, what's the so form? The, the form, yeah. the first manifestation of form is the ego, right? Okay. Right? Who yeah. is it? In, in Krishna's Leela, it's Balaram. Okay. Yeah. Right? Then it then it has to have a purpose. Yeah. The, that becomes the who. Yeah. That's the identity. Yeah. That it takes on. Uh-huh. From the empty void mm-hmm. manifests the ego. Mm-hmm. Right? This is Balaram. Sankarshan Tattva. Right? That Tattva... Also, that, that at the same time, there's a co-emergence of the identity and purpose. These two become two distinct entities from Krishna at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So you have Radharani and Sankarshan. Mm-hmm. And where does the where does the individual jiva exist in that um, the, schema? Well, you could say that the individual is the perceiver of both those all three of those tattvas. So the the, the, the confluence of the, or, or yeah. Well, it, well look at the, look at it this way. Mm. Can, space, you, can you can you can experience can the experience of Radha Krishna and Balaram take place without you? Right, without a, without a, 
observer or something, or without the, yeah? Is that what is it? Eyes to see, eyes to... The eye. Something like that, yeah? Krishna is the ultimate eye. Yeah. And you are part and parcel of his him. eyes, yeah. But so like, all of us exp- are essentially yeah. Yeah, yeah. the infinite, yeah. massive dispersion yes. for him of to experience himself. Yeah. 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 That's, where I, was going. That. That's yeah. where I was going when I was saying that Krishna is he's, he's Rasaraj, right? Mm. So he wants to experience himself to mm. the mm. max. Mm. He yeah. experiences himself in infinity. Mm-hmm. And so to, he, the way he does that... Yeah. The functional way he does that is through subjective yeah, portions. So that means that, he, that's how that means he, we have essence. He is the our essence I is to be in all yeah. of those beings. Yeah, our essence is to be knowers. Yeah, to be knowers. But because it's a self-referencing loop, you can get out at any point. Like you can means it means you can that free will is like you can you can you can ignore. Yeah, yeah. You can you can because choose self-referencing yeah. at any point. You yeah. can kind of you, you can, can choose Thomas. You, yeah, yeah. You can you can try to you can try to snuff it out. So that means <laughs> you can't yeah. really, but yeah, and it does match in with what I've been building with this guy's idea of like existence precedes essence. It's like you can't have one without the other. Mm. So. Yeah, so again... Well, like, think like about it this way. Two, two Balaram ones. is the existence of Krishna. That's how... That's what he's described as. This is the Sandini potency. They describe that as the existence potency. He's the is. Mm. Krishna is. Life is. Mm. That's the well, fact. So like Krishna's that's the, the fact. That Krishna's life is. The, the space. That's, Balaram is the is part. Krishna is the black yeah, hole, the black yeah, is the yeah, space, yeah, yeah, yeah. is part. He's the, the light. He's the light that shows that you... Uh, so, could you see a black hole in no. space if there were no light, no stars, no suns, nothing? No, no you can't. No, you can't see it. You can't see it. No. So, the only way you can see Krishna is when the right light is shining On and it. you see, it. oh, there he is. Mm. And that, that right light, that's what Balaram is. That mm. Prakash. It's called Prakash. It, illumination. Mm. He's illuminating that blackness mm. then you can see mm. so it's like also like you know we have a tv screen yes it's black yes until you turn it on then it's color mm. so the screen that's like krishna mm-hmm. and then boom there's the interaction ones and zeros that take place within that sphere the ones and zeros shakti man is shakti right so from that point, it's just the cataclysm of Shiva Shakti Tattvas that interact with each other and make everything else function. And, it, and it's based basically on the, 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 the whole essence. is the interaction of the polarities. It happens on every scale. Mm-hmm. Male, female. Every scale, that's true. Yeah. There's not, there's not out of that. You cannot claim that that is a... Uh, Social construct. That's reality. Mm-hmm. The sun, the moon, day, oh, night. Yeah. Those are not constructs. Yeah. Those are not constructs. I totally agree. Totally Those agree. are real. That, that's absolutely real. And the moment where kids stop listening to this belief about all that, mm. the moment they're going to actually just become easy and fixed in who they are, they're going to be able to be like, oh, this is what I am? Cool. I don't need to think about this anymore. Yeah. They've been feeding kids this philosophy for the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. People are confused as hell. Yeah, and there are minds, you know, behind it who have a motivation. They're, they're sick. Oh yeah, this they're, is intentional. This sick, is yeah. this is taking it's, the taking the the fabric of truth yeah. out from underneath yeah. everybody. It is a representation of trying to deny the existence of Krishna. 
What? It's ultimately what it comes down it's to. It's actually even worse. You're trying to... It's to, to... Well, see, to employ a socialist or communist system, you have to dehumanize mm. the populace and yes. put the nation as the primal entity. Yes. Yes. When you put the nation as the primal entity yeah. and the populace as mere mm-hmm. servants, mm-hmm. they're making the nation God. That's what mm. communism mm. always tries yeah, to do. Like, the nation has not to only, be God. Not, not only do I reject you, but I'm also going to like replace you because that's how much I hate you. you know? yeah. I'm going to let, yes. Yeah. You can't avoid it too. People can't avoid worshipping something. Like you're yeah. saying, serve, that people serve themselves. People, people turn to humanism, but humanism fails. Humanism fails. Yeah, humanism yeah, fails. Socialism fails. Because yeah, people aren't all good. Yeah. And also, Humanistic yeah, ideas that does imagine that everyone's good, good is different is, is bullshit. The the fact is yeah. that we're equally bad as we're equally as good, and yeah. and that you have to you have to live a life thinking, well, there's gonna probably be some pretty bad people out there that are gonna probably want to do me in, mm-hmm. and I've got to make sure I defend myself or prepare myself for that yes. if that happens. Yes. So, you know. I think that if people really want to understand politics, really actually want to understand government politics and what's the right message to what you can actually establish as the principle of good governance, you look at the American Constitution and Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence, you understand the importance and primacy of freedom. Mm. Freedom is the basis by which we can actually render loving devotional service. Freedom is the basis that we actually yeah. take away coercion, manipulation. Mm-hmm. We take those things out of our culture mm-hmm. by establishing freedom. Mm-hmm. And if you want freedom and he wants freedom and I want freedom, then we'll die fighting anybody who will take your freedom away mm-hmm. or his freedom away or anybody else's freedom away. We'll die making sure we all stay free. Mm-hmm. That's worth dying for. That's worth governing for. That's mm-hmm. actually worth it and that's actually the whereas health care for all is a fantasy we're factual getting, fantasy we're getting, okay we're getting into politics here <laughs> we are but it's actually these are this is connected deeply to a spiritual yeah. thing because all yeah. these systems used the philosophies of yep. postmodernism existentialism yes. to try to come up yes, with their right. superior government forms which manifested communism killed almost 100 million people over the last yeah, 100 years this guy this guy sartre he, he when he realized he, he, he kind of got the same pushback i think that i'm going to give him you know that it's, that it's not working that nothing mm. is basically it's still something um and so what he did when he figured out that it's not working he went and joined the communists yeah that's what he did he went and joined the communists after that <laughs> What a um, lame, lame story. And he also, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Disappointing. Yeah, you can see how, like, he, you know, he tried, he tried, tried to build this, you know, this philosophy that was going to work without, you know, without consciousness or without consciousness being non-material. When exact, that's exactly what he declared by saying it was not a thing. Yeah, it's not material. Um, yeah, he also has this interesting uh, phrase that we're condemned to be free. And so, you know, why is why condemned? Oh, yeah. yes, why he condemned? resents the fact yeah. that why he's condemned? alive. Yeah, yeah. Why? Because he's bitter. Yeah, he's because bitter. he doesn't want to take responsibility yeah. for himself. He, he doesn't want to accept the fact that condemned. life has suffering and also, in it and, and that you're free to suffer. Thing. You just the rem- thing is this. When I give you freedom, yeah. I'm telling you, you're free to enjoy yes. and you're free to suffer. Mm. That's up to you. Our essence, he says we are, we are, um, we are, uh, uh, consciousness is nothingness, is freedom. So another point I'm going to get him on is that um, our essence is we are free. Yeah. Huddy Bow. Three, two, one.
Hey guys, it's Neela Money. Tremors from the heart. Today I want to um, try something um, kind of special to me. A practice that I was taught a long time ago. Um, called the Sudarshan Tantra. And it is essentially the practice of traversing the Sudarshan Yantra via its various mantras. And so what I'd like you to do is to find a place to relax and just listen. And when you hear the syllable Om, you should try to feel yourself in the most simplest of senses feel the sensation in the body feel the state of your mind feel the rhythm of your breath and if you can try to perceive or touch on or feel your sense of being alive and awake as consciousness. And we're going to start on the outside of the mandala and move towards the center. And then we're going to move back out from the center to the outside. So I'll begin now. Ugram Biram Mahavishnum Dalantam Zarvatomakam Nrishingham Vishnam Badram Mutyor Mrityornam Yam Ugram Biram Mahavishnum Dalantam Zarvatomakam Nrishingham Vishnam Badram Mutyor Mityornam Yam Ugram Biram Mahavishnum Dalantam Zarvatomakam Nrishingham Vishnam Badram Mutyor Mityornam Yam Ugram Biram Mahavishnum Dalantam Zarvatomakam Nrishingham Vishnam Badram Mutyor Mityornam Yam Ugram Vidam Mahavishnam Jalantam Zavadomagam Nishingham Vishnam Badram Ritur Mritur Namam Yaham Ugram Vidam Mahavishnam Jalantam Zavadomagam Nishingham Vishnam Badram Ritur Mitur Namam Yaham Ugram Vidam Mahavishnam Jalantam Zavadomagam Nishingham Vishnam Badram Ritur Mitur Namam Yaham Ugram Miram Mahavishnum Jalantam Zarvatomagam Nishingam Vishnam Badram Mityur Mityur Namam Yaham Ugram Miram Mahavishnum Jalantam Zarvatomagam Nishingam Vishnam Badram Mityur Mityur Namam Yaham Ugram Miram Mahavishnum Jalantam Zarvatomagam Nishingam Vishnam Badram Mityur Mityur Namam Yaham Ugram Miram Mahavishnum Jalantam Zarvatomagam Nishingam Vishnam Badram Mityur Mityur Namam Yaham 
उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जनतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जनतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जनतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जनतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम विष्णम भाद्रमितोन्मितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम विष्णम भाद्रमितोन्मितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम विष्णम भाद्रमितोन्मितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मितोन्मम यम उग्रम विड़म महाविष्णु जलंतम सर्वोमुखम नृसिंहम भीषणम भाद्रमितोन्मितोन्मम यहम हम आम इम इम उम उम रिम 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 इम आम उम आम अगम अम आम इम इम उम उम रिम 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 एम आई मोम आउम अम आम इम इम उम उम रिम 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 एम आई मोम आउम अम आम Uh-huh.
Sahasraya Humphat Om 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 Sahasraya Humphat Jai Ram Shri Ram Jai Jai Ram Jai Ram Shri Ram Jai Jai Ram Jai Ram Shri Ram Jai Jai Ram Shroud, shroud, oh, 
بسبب عدم كومبيتيشن كومبيتيشن ما بيعرف يتجول يتجول ما بيعرف اوفر بلاي هارش ما بيعرف بسبب عدم كومبيتيشن كومبيتيشن ما بيعرف يتجول يتجول ما بيعرف اوفر بلاي هارش ما بيعرف بسبب عدم كومبيتيشن كومبيتيشن ما بيعرف يتجول يتجول ما بيعرف اوفر بلاي هارش ما بيعرف بسبب عدم كومبيتيشن كومبيتيشن ما بيعرف يتجول يتجول ما بيعرف اوفر بلاي هارش ما بيعرف بسبب عدم كومبيتيشن
especially as he stands to the left of Jagannath in Orissa and Jagannath Puri. Purushottam Kshetra, the place where Bhagavan resides in full today, dispensing his mercy and feeding hundreds if not thousands, hundreds of thousands of people um, every year, free of cost. This process should and can help you to go deep within yourself. I recommend trying it several times to see the effects, to notice the change in your life, to notice the change in your mind. But I also caution that if you feel like as you do this practice, things in your life become a little hotter, a little more intense, just to mellow out until the after effects wear off and then try again. Because these kind of practices have the more wrathful feature, then the change is quick, the change is rapid, but there are parts of our mind and ego that will resist that change. So be a little careful. I hope that you've been able to listen all the way through. I hope that my voice was properly heard. I apologize for any of the pops and breaks in my voice. I currently have a little bit of a cold, but it's also helped me reach a, a deeper tone. That's all from me today. Um, if you found this helpful, I'd really appreciate people sharing this content um, and giving me feedback on what I can do better, things that you'd like to hear me, me and my guests talk about, and just any advice on how I can make this more 
successful or attractive or productive, relatable, etc. That's all for me today. Jai Nitai, Jai Nitai, Nitai Gor, Haribo.